Hey, 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 happy Sunday. If you're tuned in, you are here with us, weightless in mind, body, and spirit with yours truly, Dr. Carol Penn. Go ahead, let us know that you're here. Drop a hello in the chat so I can shout you out. And in the meantime, drum roll, please. We're going to have a little musical welcome and interlude. Are we ready for the countdown? Here we go. Time you opened up your eyes, you were courageous. If only they could see you going through your paces. It's amazing. Weightless. No matter what people say, you're full of greatness. Time you opened up your eyes, you were courageous. If only they could see you going Time you opened up your eyes, you were courageous If only they could see you going through your paces It's amazing Good morning, good morning and happy Sunday I am your host, Dr. Carol Penn, triply board certified in osteopathic manipulative medicine, family medicine, and obesity medicine. I'm also your master movement meditation and mindset coach, three-time best-selling authors. I love my book, babies. Meditation in a Time of Madness, a guidebook for talented tweens, teens, their parents, and guardians who need to thrive, and also the companion journal for adults of the same name and title. I'm also a wife, a mom, a sister, aunt, and cousin, and all of those things we are collectively together that makes our lives so rich, so beautiful, so complex, so interconnected. And as always, we have a powerful show for you this morning, and we are excited to talk about all things weightless in mind, body, and spirit. And we mean that in two ways. We mean that about the physical illness and the disease process that we might go through. And we bring you information and education around that. And we also, what it means in the spiritual sense, to be weightless in mind, body, and spirit. And I am really excited about our show today. I'm going to share with you a new program that I am launching and give people an opportunity to step into membership. I'll share that at the beginning and I'll share that at the end. And of course, we want everybody to get in action as we go into this last part of 
this year, 2021. But first, let me say a great big shout out to those who have already joined us. You know how y'all love to come on and say hello and say hello. So yes, good morning. We have a first time viewer, Argoner Gypsy. Well, good morning and welcome. Hashtag Meditation Nation and my partner in crime, Thelma and Louise Adventures. Here we go. <laughs> good morning, Dr. Kathy. Hail, hail from Wisconsin. Good morning, Marianne, and welcome, welcome, welcome. Good morning, Dr. Dietrich, welcome. Good morning, Dr. Ama, welcome. Safe travels, my sister. And you all are going to meet, be meeting Dr. Ama very, very soon because, as you know, movement is my medicine. And we are engaged in a wonderful, wonderful conversation about all of that and more. Hey, good morning and welcome JD. And we know JD is a fabulous artist and flautist and composer. Woo, yes, the arts community is in the house. Hey, good morning and welcome DM. And as always, thank you so much for your production and your support. This is powerful. This is powerful. So we have this audience that has joined us and we are so glad to see everyone. So listen, you guys. So a little bit about what I'm up to next. I have now an online membership community and DM is going to be sharing some information on the screen. Change your mindset, change your life. This is how you can go and register and, and sign up. Of course, you'll get a welcome letter. And many of you are familiar with some of the features and benefits. And many of you have already discovered one of the things that we've discovered as we're living through this pandemic and trying to come out of it is the importance of community, is important of re-upping the ante of our mindset each and every day. And this is a way of getting us started. So you're going to get curated material every Sunday evening, me live <laughs> in your inbox or well, actually not live, but you know, record it. And it's, there's a whole curriculum. So if you go on over there, you click on that link, it should take you into the landing page where you can click around and discover what's available mindset, as the kids would say, mindset is bay. It's really everything. If you have a new idea and you want to step into manifesting that new idea, well, guess what? You need the mindset to accompany that. So many of us have fabulous ideas. How many of you have had a great idea, but for some reason you find yourself disappointed because you can't bring it into fruition. You're not able to bring it into fruition. And that's what, you know, the, the graveyard for good ideas is, is vast. And we have, that's what's going on. And I really, really want to help people bring their new ideas into manifestation because we need us all to be change agents in creating the world that we hope to have and being the change we wish to see in the world. So this is an offering. I'm so excited. You can join whenever. So it's rolling. You, Whenever you join, that's when you'll start from lesson one and it goes throughout the year. 
So, and I'm just really excited about the content and about, again, creating an on-purpose beloved community. And this is where you can go and find out more. All right. So keep putting your comments in the chat and let's go on and meet our guest, our special guest. I'm going to bring her on camera. Oh my goodness. Just so you can just be in her energetic imprint while I'm sharing a bit about her background. I am so proud of her. I love her so much. She is one of our recent graduates of the Medical Mogul Academy, which is where we met, where we met. We share a business coach in common, Dr. Dreon Birch, and we are so grateful. So I'm just going to bring her on and then I'm going to go. There she is, Dr. Kina, Dr. Kina. <laughs> and let me see if I could go back here and share a little bit about her. So she is a highly acclaimed board certified OB-GYN and woman's healthy life coach, lifestyle coach. She is the CEO of an all in phenomenally, all in phenomenally. That's her company, LLC, a retired Lieutenant Colonel with two tours in Iraq. You hear me? She's a retired Lieutenant Colonel. This always fascinates me. Thank you for your service, ma'am. And she earned a bronze star for her service. No small feat. Her expertise in medicine and personal experience with chronic illnesses have positioned her as a thought leader in the field of women's health and the go-to coach for women that suffer from chronic illness. Her mantra, the cure when there is no cure at the forefront, she is passionate about helping women with all chronic illnesses and practice healthy lifestyle habits that improve their quality of life through a holistic approach that promotes physician, mental, and emotional wellness. So, hey, Dr. Kina, Dr. Ama, I want you two to meet each other. I think she's part of the team going forward. All right. All right. All right. So welcome, Dr. Kina. How are you today? Good morning. Good morning. I am so happy to be here. I thank you so much for the invitation. And yes, I am feeling wonderful this morning. And you are looking fabulous as ever. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. So this is, this is so exciting because Hey, good morning, good morning, and welcome, Patricia. Yes, and I, oh, look, we have here, thank you for your service. Yeah, seriously, thank you for your service. You know, with listening to some of your stories about your tour of duty, it's, it's just, it's hard for me to imagine what it is like <laughs> to be, be on the front lines in a, in a, in a war in a war that's not an experience that I have had. And I just admire you so much for, for, for doing that. And that's a whole nother show. That's the third show <laughs> that we'll have you on. And I, and I know what the things that we're going to be talking about today, Dr. Kathy is also very passionate about women's health and how women need to be supported. Um, both of us are very passionate about epigenetics. And that brings me to the first topic. I would really like you to share 
uh, a, a story from your case files. Today we're talking about belonging and community as medicine and, and that whole topic of being enough. One of the things that I have seen over my years in clinical practice is when a patient comes before me and today we're focusing on women, but I also know this to be true of men. I know this to be true of children is that when there's a sense of isolation when there's a sense of rootlessness they don't feel grounded they don't feel connected they don't feel supported there's an entirely different trajectory to their disease process or to their wellness process and i I think a lot of people don't necessarily frame a sense of belonging or a sense of community as medicine. So let's talk about that. And let's hear a little bit of a study from your case file, shall we? Yes. So I work in a um, community-based hospital and I come across a lot of young ladies that are pregnant and very young. So not too long ago, I have a young lady who's about 15 years old and she's pregnant and she had not been seen in my office for about six weeks. So even though she had missed appointments and had been called, um, she just hadn't come in. And unfortunately, a lot of times, one of the biggest problems is that they have um, phone numbers that work today, but do not work the next day. And we send out letters explaining to them that they've missed their appointment and they need to come in. Well, the young lady came in for her appointment. And right now during COVID, unfortunately, they have to come in by themselves. There's no one else that's allowed to come into the room, which is one thing that kind of dampens the support system that they would typically have because they can't bring someone in with them. And we have made, um, given them other options so that they would be able to uh, do FaceTime so that someone's not literally in the room with them, but they still feel like they have the support because the person is on the phone, the person is able to hear the baby's heart tones. Well, when she came in, she was saying how she was in an abusive relationship. And it was very interesting because she said she was in an abusive relationship and that her mother had been in an abusive relationship. And because of the abusive relationship that her mother was in, her and her siblings were taken away from her mother. And so that was very interesting because she was basically following those same footsteps that her mother had had done. And she said she was living with her grandmother, but she spent a lot of time at her boyfriend's house. She was considering moving out of state so that she could be with her sister. So in this particular case, it seemed that she really didn't know where she fit in. And because she didn't know where she fit in, she was trying to get along with 
this boyfriend who was being abusive, but at the same time, she was grasping with her grandmother, wanting to be with her sister. So that support system really wasn't there. And because of that, you know, we had her to speak with social services, tried to make sure that she was okay. She said he was not hitting her. However, he had threatened that he would do something for her to lose the baby. So those type of situations are, are somewhat sad. And when you look at the pattern that she's following, she was very angry with her mother because her mother lost her and her siblings. Mm -hmm. But yet she was walking the same line, being in another abusive relationship. And those are the types of um, patients that I see sometimes. Yes. Yeah, so here we see it going down through the generations. Yeah. So, you know, her mother and who knows, you know, what had happened with her mother's mother right. or her grandmother. And here we see she's going through this. And, and what I'd like our viewers and our listeners to understand is that these same messages were now being passed to this unborn baby. Yes. Yeah. So that this sense of not belonging, this sense of lack of community, this sense of lack of support is also communicated genetically. Yes. So this is, you know, this messaging, this signaling, it actually, the body actually now create, takes this, this energetic imprint yeah. and creates a new protein that mm -hmm. this is how the information gets passed from one generation to the next. So does everyone out there who's watching understand the, the transference? So this baby has a greater likelihood of also now, you know, starting from, you know, coming into this earth creating a sense of not belonging. Right. So the life, the energetic imprint of the life is, is set up. So there's not this sense of rootedness that we don't have this sense of connection, that we don't have this sense of support. And, and we see, you know, relationships being fleeting, you know, when they try mm -hmm. to set up and establish the, the relationship, when we try to make connection, when we try to be in community. So it would be, you know, really interesting, you know, to do a spiritual inventory right. with this young lady and find out what her sense of community is or where, you know, and even exploring with her about her, her anger. And, and this is where the other part of our life comes in because oftentimes in the clinic, we don't have time to go into this part. And this is where, you know, we're, we're, we both coach, we both engage people right. in other ways outside of the traditional medical model to, to, to take those deeper dives. Definitely. So look at this. We have some more people saying good morning. So we have Dr. Erica. Good morning. Yes, 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 yes. We have Dr. Ama. Energetic protein is created. Now, Dr. Ama is one of our PhDs. And, you know, our whole journey is around movement 
is medicine, right? And and I know that you do a lot with movement and exercise. Tell us a, a little bit about, you know, how movement and exercise can also fit into helping us creating a sense of belonging and a sense of community. Right. I really think that um, definitely movement is medicine. And a lot of times patients who come in, they say that they want to exercise, but they don't have someone helping them. So I think when you uh, have a community or you have an accountability partner, that is so helpful because there's someone who is waiting for you someone that's saying, okay, you know, we're supposed to start at five o'clock. And so instead of you making up an excuse as to why you can't do the exercise or the walking or the movement, you know that someone is waiting for you and that you two together can do it and it can be both helpful for you and the other person. So movement is definitely medicine. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we said good morning and welcome, Rebecca. Hashtag Meditation Nation and beloved community. So Rebecca is one of our mental health health experts. She's also been a guest on the show and a part of this beautiful uh, community. And we have a question for you, Dr. Kina. All right. So uh, Patricia is saying, what can be done to stop this cycle? And she's referring to the cycle, that epigenetic cycle that we talked about uh, of how this is literally passed down from one generation Mm -hmm. to the next by the proteins we create once we metabolize this information that, Mm -hmm. you know, we receive through our central nervous system. You know, it's, it's funny because when you look at this, you almost have to look at it like someone who has high blood pressure or diabetes because Um, you know, how things are inherited. So to break the chains, you have to get someone in there that can really help. So this young lady, um, she was given special programs and different things that are offered by the social worker to make sure that she had somewhere to stay and that she had someone that she can trust and bond with so that when this baby comes in, she has some support because without her having the support, she may have to fall back on the father of the baby who is abusive. And then she goes into the same thing that her mother went into and being in an abusive relationship, possibility of leaving the children or the children being taken away from her. So it's just like breaking the chains of the diabetes through education and making sure that she's aware of what her resources are. Beautiful. And and so these these programs that have this social emotional component, do you see them as efficacious and useful in terms of supporting your patients that come into your practice? Oh, definitely. I definitely do because when they get there, they have no idea what to do. They are somewhat lost and they are reaching out, even though if you have to pull it out of them, a lot of times they don't wanna talk about it. They don't want to talk about how they really are living. And sometimes we find out that the patients are actually homeless. Mm -hmm. 
And so we're able to jump in and, and make sure that they have some place to go, even if it's a relative that they that they want to reach out to, but they're afraid to reach out to because they are embarrassed. So the social services are able to find them where they can go, where the opportunity exists for them to have someone to be by their side because that's what they really need. And a lot of them are very young and they have been previously in the foster care system. Like this young lady was taken away from her mother. And so she went into foster care and then eventually her grandmother then started taking care of her. Wow. And again, all of those energetic imprints of, mm -hmm. of, of, again, being homeless and homelessness is a sense of, you know, not being grounded, not having roots. And again, as a person who has not had that experience, I, I think it's so important for those of us in medicine who work with marginalized communities, how, you know, how can, how can we plug them in? What services are available? And also, again, what message is going through the nervous system of a child that is born into the circumstance of homelessness? Right. You know, can you imagine, can you imagine what, the mother's nervous system is being flooded with and she's therefore now flooding the nervous system of her unborn child. So in that circumstance where you find out that a patient is in that um, sense, that, that homelessness, what do you do in that circumstance? Well, we, well, through social services, they put together a place for them to go so that they would be able to um, have, first of all, a, a safe place to be because they are, are, they're pregnant. And in a few months, they'll be delivering. And we wanna make sure that they have somewhere to go. They wanna have food for, the, for, for them as well as food for the baby. It's a lot of responsibility. And some of them are very young and they, they don't really understand, but they are scared. So social services plays a huge role in getting them someplace where they would be able to have someone there for them and someone there for their baby. Woo, and that's a lot. So listen to yeah. our listeners, what I, I want to implore our listeners to begin to think about is like, you might not be pregnant yourself right or you know but you know we all know someone we all know someone we all know someone in the community who knows someone so mm -hmm. reach out reach out these are often the invisible amongst us and every person within our community is mm -hmm. invaluable right and any community is only as strong as the most vulnerable amongst us. And oftentimes this group is just in, invisible. And I think, you know, as the seasons are changing and it's getting, you know, colder here in Chicago, where you are here in New Jersey, where I am. And there's this whole community of women that are about to become mothers. Yes. 
there are children that are going to bed hungry at night and are waking up and are spending their days hungry. So where can you, as a person who may be a person of a different type of privilege, you know, plug in? Where can you think about, as we get very intentional moving forward around creating the beloved community where everyone truly does have a sense of belonging, where everyone does have a sense of agency. And also to our viewing audience, as well as to our listening audience, you might want to be in touch with Dr. Kina. So scrolling across the screen, and I'm going to spell it out for our listening audience, go to www.changepurse.life. That's www.changepurse.life, L-I-F-E. So you want to spell that all out. And Dr. Kina has something special there for you. Do you want to say anything about that link at all, Dr. Kina? Yes. So because I have a passion um, for women with chronic illnesses, and like you said, who want to make lifestyle changes, this website takes you to information where you would receive three free videos that talk about going from illness to resilience. So there are a lot of women that are out there who have chronic illnesses. And just like I was saying before, some, uh, some women have to break that chain that genetic chain, whether they have diabetes or high blood pressure or autoimmune illnesses, so that those things have come into play and they're fighting the illness. And some of them are actually saying, you know, I really don't have high blood pressure. I really don't have um, obesity. And this gives them the opportunity to one, face the illness that they have, knowing that this is not me. And they're able to shed pounds. They're able to learn how to uh, eat effectively, learn the different types of foods that they need to eat. And they need affirmations because they need something to build their confidence. Affirmations, journaling, meditation, yoga, so much mindfulness, so much um, mindfulness that this actually changes their life and allows them to come forward, stick their chest out, get a voice of who they are and make a change. So that's why it's called changepurse.life. Beautiful. I love it. I love it. So, you know, and my audience knows that I bring people before them to inform, to educate and help with their personal transformation or mm -hmm. the transformation of someone they know. Right. So sharing is caring. Please <laughs> share this broadcast with your networks. Again, that's one way that you can participate. That's one way that you can help because there is so much that's being shared here this morning that can change a life. All right. So we've got a couple of shout outs and uh -huh. comments. So yes, this is one of my very best friends from childhood. Good morning and welcome, Mary. So we had a fabulous day, a fabulous women's mini retreat at oh, Mary's home yesterday. 
and it was glorious. And that's where I met uh, Michelle, another fabulous literal mover and shaker, and she is loving this. So these are two first time viewers today and we're so grateful that they're here. So here's our comment from Martha. I've seen this a lot. What can we do as a community to support someone that is going through these abusive cycles? Because let's face it, social services aren't always consistent in offering their programs because the children face a lot of traumatic experiences. So yes, sometimes there, there is, it can be a little bit like cheesecloth. Sometimes people do fall through the cracks. So just basically, what are some tips that an individual could do if they sense that a person is in this caught in this cycle of, of abuse? Well, if, if you really feel that they are, if you know, <clears throat> excuse me, if you know that person, you actually should say something, say something to them that may help let them know that you are a part of their support system and that they would be able to come to you to help for help. So a lot of people are out here and they feel like they are alone. So even letting them know that you are someone who can help them to get to someone who can help. So I think that if you are vocal and because, you know, in, in neighborhoods, someone's always peeking out of the window through the curtain and they see things that can help someone else. So I really believe that if you are able to let that person know, even if you, it's something that you write on a piece of paper, your phone number, and you tell them, if you need any assistance, if you need anything, you can even direct them to where they can go. So I think that would be helpful. Yes, absolutely. And you could just hand them that slip of paper and say, right. you know, you know, call me or text me when you exactly. get a chance because you just don't know, you know, that one word or that one thing that you know that can mm -hmm. connect a person, that can help right. a person begin to plug in to this sense of community, this sense of belonging. Mm -hmm. um, I participate with an organization here locally called Lunch Break that re the work that we are doing to provide that sense of connection, that sense of belonging mm -hmm. is tremendous. And, and yet, you know, we can't spread the word fast enough. You know, we can't serve uh, enough people. So if you know somebody, you know, you can say, look, go over here. This is this right. is where you can get help with job training, with food, yeah. with clothing, and with housing. This is what, you know, all of what we do in in lunch break. And it's really been a fabulous way of, of participating. So we got some more comments. I love this audience. They are always awake on Sunday morning <laughs> and they are ready and they are engaged. So this is from Patricia. There's a tremendous need for a non-judgmental safe place right. that these young ladies feel free to share. Mm -hmm. So yes, yes. And that's very true. We do need more. Definitely. Safe, non-judgmental places for anyone mm -hmm. at whatever age who feels that they are in this marginalized community where they can't that that's expression can't quite get a toehold where they don't feel they're enough where they don't feel 
you know, that they that they belong. So, so, so important that we and and let me say this to our wonderful audience this morning. I know sometimes a person can feel a little bit shy. Right. A little bit resident, you know, ooh, do I do I dare be that disruptor? Ooh, is that my business? You know, ooh, you know, I, I, I feel something's going on here. And even when the person's talking to us and engaging us directly, and we hold back and we hold back. And and that's what I like, you know, to use the work that I do in the mm-hmm. community, like, you know, through my, my new online community is to help you have the audacity, to help you step into the center of your boldness so you could be the person to help make the change so you could be the rainmaker for somebody else so you can literally help someone else stand up and own agency and sometimes we need ourselves to be propped up right dr Nina? right right it's really left up to us to catch those things and ask the right questions to figure it out because they don't just walk in and tell you everything you have to ask the right questions in order for them to say, you know what, I think I can actually trust my doctor to tell them these things because they can get me help. Absolutely, absolutely. And I'm going to ask a DM if he wouldn't mind just posting the mindset mastery, change your mindset slide one more time so people who are interested in finding out more about that even before we get to the end of our show can go ahead and so there it goes scrolling across the bottom you can screenshot that and again for those who are listening in you have that https dot dot forward forward slash bitly b-i-t dot l-y forward slash p-g-v underscore change your mindset now c-h-a-n-g-e-y-o-u-r-m-i-n-d-s-e-t-n-o-w got all that but you know there it is a screenshot on the scene because this is a critical time this is the time to be the change we want to see in the world. And we also, all all of us need our own sense of agency, our Mm -hmm. own sense of belonging. What communities do you belong to? And where do you have that sense of belonging, that sense of welcome Mm -hmm. in your your own life? So here, so yes, here's Dr. Pamela Major, another powerhouse in my community. Good morning and welcome. Adriano, good morning and welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really do appreciate the engagement in this enlivened community here this morning with us, Dr. Kina. So Dr. Kina, let's switch it up right now and let's uh, go to to the personal. So where, what communities do you feel that you are a part of right now? Where do you have your greatest sense of belonging? Because I say, you know, you and I need it. Everyone who's watching needs it. And maybe some people can also put in the chat the answer to that question. Where do you belong? Who, who, where are your communities? Well, I work in an underserved community and I feel like there are so many reasons that I'm there. One is to make sure that um, patients like the one that I described get help. And the other thing is 
I don't feel like patients are being educated on their disease process. So someone has to sit down and teach the patient about their fibroids or about their endometriosis. And so it's so many times when I speak with patients, I do graphics, I draw it out, I show them a picture and they come to me and they say, you know what, Dr. Dr. Kina, Dr. Peppers, no one has ever told me this before. So now I understand. And I feel that when a patient really understands their disease process, they become a part of the solution and they also become more compliant. They, they become more compliant because now they understand, okay, this is what's going on. I have to make sure I come back and I have to get that endometrial biopsy because she needs to make sure the lining of my uterus is normal. So talking to patients and making sure that you educate them on whatever the disease process is, is very important. And I tend to have a, a, a niche in doing that. So I believe that is why I am in the underserved community. So you have a sense of belonging in that community. What other communities do you feel that you have a sense of belonging in? I have a sense of belonging in the communities where women have the chronic illnesses and they need guidance to make those lifestyle changes so that they become more and more confident in what they're able to do. They, it's like someone that's in a bag and that bag opens or someone that has a flower and that flower starts to blossom because the, some of the women are hiding. They're hiding because they're ashamed or because they don't know any better because they may be following the trail that their mother followed, that their sister followed, and they believe that it's okay. It's okay that I have high blood pressure because my mother had it, my dad had it, and they don't understand that they can actually break those chains of that genetic predisposition and they don't have to have it. They may be taking medication and they have to understand that they no longer have to take the medication. If they follow these lifestyle changes, not a diet, because this should be the last diet that they're on. <laughs> if they make the right lifestyle changes, then that blood pressure will come down. And just like you said before, what my mantra is, the cure when there is no cure. When you're told that you have this disease and this is the, the disease that you're going to have, so take this medicine. There is an alternative route that you can take so that you don't have to take this medicine anymore. So that's the other community that I believe that I serve. Wonderful. So those are communities that you serve. Mm -hmm. So what communities are you in that serve you? We all need these communities that nurture us. So for example, I'm a part of the medical moguls community. Mm -hmm. So I do get support and nurturance from being with these like-minded people. Mm -hmm. I see myself as part of my community of faith where I get some of my spiritual food poured in. And I also, it's, it's reciprocity. So, you know, all right. the communities 
need to have this uh, reciprocity built in. So you're pouring out, but you're also being poured into. So what communities that you do you belong to that mm-hmm. pour into you? Because I want our readers, our readers and our listeners and our viewers right. to get a sense of that. So we have, for example, uh, Dr. Major is saying, I'm supported by my hometown friends. So she has mm-hmm. that sense of reciprocity mm-hmm. and belonging with her hometown friends. Mm-hmm. Well, I definitely, definitely agree with faith-based. So I grew up in a church. My mom is a minister. And I believe that I am here today, a walking miracle, because of the prayer that has been poured into me. So I know that I would not be here if I did not have someone praying for me. And I can think back to when I was diagnosed with my brain aneurysm. And initially um, the pastor announced it in church to 12,000 people that I had, that I had a brain aneurysm and that I was having brain surgery. And initially I thought, oh my goodness, you know, what are people going to think about me? Um, but then when I turned it around, I said, this is now 12,000 people that are praying for me. 12,000 people that I'm in their thoughts, in their prayers, so that when I went to church, someone that I had never seen before, someone that I did not know would come up to me and say, Dr. Peppers, I have been praying for you. And that just completely touched my heart because these are people that are praying for me. I never knew that they were praying for me. I never knew who the people were, but it has such an impact. You know how they say that you're here, you're where you are because your grandmother's prayers. So those are things that really, really have touched my life and are reasons why I'm still here. I have best, best friends that have surrounded me, that have always been here for me. And then I'm also a part of the Neuromyelitis Optica group where patients that have Neuromyelitis Optica or otherwise known as NMO, NMO is a autoimmune illness that's very rare only 4,000 people in the United States that have it. And when there's only 4,000 people that have this autoimmune uh, illness, you really don't have someone who's been through the things that you've been through that you can talk to. So of course you can talk to your neurologist. However, they haven't been there. They haven't walked in your shoes. So having neuromyelitis optica I was blind and I was paralyzed and I was told that I may never walk again. Mm. Mm. I was told that I may never see again. And that is where that faith comes in. We see you, Dr. Keena. only by the grace of God that I had even 
so many people while I was in the hospital told me that a lot of people would not even have the strength to want to go to therapy. And at that point, my, oh, at that point, my mode of transportation was a bed. So I wanted to go to therapy. I wanted to learn to walk. And I looked at my um, neurologist and he said, when I could only move three fingers, I told him that I was going to beat him in the turkey trot for Thanksgiving. <laughs> Because I knew that at some point I would be walking and I would wear my glasses and people would say, why do you have on your glasses? So I had worn glasses since I was four years old and they would say, why are you wearing your glasses when you can't see? And I said, because when God restores my vision, I want to make sure that it is crisp. So I wore those glasses. So it, it's great to be in a community where other patients or other people have neuromyelitis optica, where we're able to talk back and forth and we can share our stories. So that is just, that is very unique um, to have NMO. And it's very, very great to be able to talk to other people who do too. Yes, yes. Thank you for your testimony. Your test became your testimony. And you mentioned two things, two communities, a community of faith, yes. which can be, and, and the research, there's so much research around this. So yes. belonging to a community of faith. And if you belong to a community of faith and there's reciprocity there and it's nurturing you, you know, invite someone to, to step in, to check it out, to experience it. It is so important, 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 important to belong to a community of faith. I said to a friend of mine who was, you know, a little bit skeptical, I said, well, who's going to show up at your funeral? You know, it's like, you know, who, you know, is outside of this, but there, there's nothing like to have a community of faith at the beginning of, beginning of life and at the end of life and for all right. the special occasions in between and just for everyday support. And, and nurturance. And then if you have a chronic illness and, you know, Dr. Kina, thank you so much for your vulnerability. She yes. had shared about NMO or neuromyelitis optica. Mm -hmm. They, so many quote unquote illnesses have communities where right. you can go on and you could join that community. You could join Facebook groups and you can be supported by people who are going through similar things. And you can also get some pretty good information. You also mentioned two chronic illnesses, fibroids, which play women, many, mm -hmm. many women, right. and also endometriosis, which right. plagues many, many women. And both right. of those disease states have energetic and spiritual components to them. Uh, yeah, I believe through my own testimony and my experience and my witnessing the how these show up in people's lives. I think all disease processes has an energetic right. imprint, but you see this in so many 
women were literally, you know, in that space of our second chakra where we have our sexual organs, our organs of reproduction, where we get all these blockages, where all of this challenge shows up. And, you know, I believe that every organ in the body yeah. is designed for such a wonderful function. And it's supposed to last as long as we do. You know, we're not supposed to have these prematurely dying off parts or diseased parts. And, and people need to be taught to, you know, to see the holism in the body right. and, and see this as a whole and remove these blocks and these, and, you know, because there's, as you were saying, a cure when there is no cure. And that comes through addressing lifestyle. Well, mm -hmm. with all of this, and I like to address a person's spiritual lifestyle to also yes. remove these blocks. So there's the cure where there is no cure. If you stop blocking your life, if you stop blocking your creativity coming into the world, you might also find that your fibroids start to shrink. <laughs> might also find that the endometriosis stops being as problematic and in some cases resolves completely. And, you know, again, there the evidence base is there. And of course, that brings in Eastern philosophies, Chinese medicine, Ayurvedic medicine, medicine from the many countries and the continent of Africa. So these wisdom time-honored wisdom-based traditions that have a knowledge base that if we would but make ourselves available to them mm -hmm. can cause transformational healing and evolution in our life. Dr. Kara, let me go back to talk yes. about one other. I mentioned that my mother was um, ordained minister. However, what I did not say is how a huge portion of my community is my family. Yes. My family. They have always been there for me. They have always prayed for me. They have always been by my side, no matter what it was, whether I was up, whether I was down, whether I was in the middle, it didn't matter. But that is the community and it is a community of love, caring, and, and I'm just so blessed that I have that. As we were talking about the young lady who felt like she was lost without her family. Yes. I, I am so blessed to have my family and my family has always been there for me. Yes. And of course we have Miss Patricia. So <laughs> uh, whoops. So true confessions. Oh my goodness. Computer falling apart here. True confessions. Um, so we have her mom, Dr. Mom sharing. I was with her 24 seven. She gave me strength. Her resilience was so invigorating, never giving up. She has been like that all her life. Nothing held her down for long. And you know, when a mama says that, you know, it is true. You know, it is true. So very true. Yes. yes, and that is so beautiful. Thank you. Thank you, Mom, for, for sharing that. Yes. Yeah, very, very important. And so this is what we're you know talking about today, this real sense of belonging, a sense of enough. And talk, just speak a little bit. What does it mean to really feel, finally, I am enough? What does that statement mean to you, Dr. Kina? 
You know, I, I think a lot of that has to do with your mindset because you are enough for yourself. That does not mean that I'm enough for this person or that person or somebody over here. You have to know that who you are is enough for you. And you, you can't be afraid to love yourself. Loving yourself is where it all starts. And until you're able to actually really love yourself, that is when you know that I am enough. No matter what anybody else says, no matter what anybody else does, you know that you are enough for yourself. So it's really how you feel about yourself that says, I'm enough. I'm enough for me. So fabulous, fabulous. And we have a testimony and share from Rebecca. I've witnessed a client of mine who comes every week as as possible for energetic healing to go from suffering from PCOS uh, to it being in such remission that she is now healthy and pregnant. Yes. Oh, yes. Support from medical communities, her family, her spouse and her determination to heal, heal. Her determination to heal. Yeah. So that is so important. Now, listen, for those of you who might have joined us a little bit late, um, we want you to go over to www.changepurse.life, that's C-H-A-N-G-E-P-U-R-S-E dot L-I-F-E, and, and get those videos from, from Dr. Kina so you can be in touch with her if her message today is resonating with you. So we've got some more gratitude expressed here. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Constance Harper. Mary V, so true, you are enough. Yes. And Marianne, I am enough. Awesome affirmation. And mm -hmm. that is so important. We want you out there right now to say, I am enough. I am enough. Yes. And if you want to really step into understanding and participating, go ahead, join my monthly course. You can find out all about it. And we say it's a year long. You know, you could drop in and out. We're going to meet live once a month. And that is always exciting lots of benefits and features. And this is about you stepping into your life, stepping into each week, each day, each moment yes. with this sense of I am enough. I am enough. So you want to fuel up, you want to step up, you want to stand up, promise you it won't it won't break the bank. Give up a couple of those lattes and coffees that you, that you buy and you will be well taken care of. You won't be disappointed. So I'm so excited to be able to invite people to step into this new online membership community. And again, just do everything that we need to do to be that change we are seeking in the world, to really reach out into our communities, take advantage of everything you can possibly take advantage of. Because whatever we were doing before this pandemic struck, we definitely don't want to continue <laughs> doing now that we're hoping, got our fingers crossed, that it might be abating. 
So yes. So yes, Michelle is saying, I am enough. All capitals. All right, y'all, we're going to get ready to sign off. I want you all to drop into the chat. I am enough. I am enough. There you could go sign up there. My beloved is saying stand for something or fall for anything absolutely true and as always we look forward to coming to you weekly with these live shows we invite we remind everyone please go ahead and sign up for the podcast Mm -hmm. weightless and mind body and spirit last week we had dr erica on she has another fabulous podcast called better we want you to sign up for both there's no cost to subscribe and you want to be able to make this information available to yourself, to your friends, to your families. Mm -hmm. So this, you know, of course there is a cost, you know, we think free because it's not money, but you are, you are investing with your time and you are worth investing in. You are worth investing in. And so is that circle and that community that you are trying to cultivate and develop. All right. So we have, I am enough. enough. Dr. Dietra, great show. Yes. Yes. This was so amazing. Martha, I am a child of God. I know I am enough. Christine says I'm enough. I have always been enough. Patricia is saying, oh, thanks for a great show. Yes. (laughs) I am loved by God. Ah, Dr. Amon, I am enough. Thank you both. And Rebecca, much gratitude to you both, Dr. Carol and Dr. Keena. With that, we are going to sign off. I'm going to play us off the air. And Dr. Keena, if you will meet me backstage in the green room, thank you all so much. This was fabulous. I am fueled up, fired up, ready (laughs) to step into my week. How about you, Dr. Keena? Oh, definitely. Thank you so much for inviting me. I had a wonderful time. Thank you. You are welcome. And here we go. Thank you, Kenny Brazil Hamilton, for this wonderful theme. Greatness, greatness. No matter what people say, you're full of greatness. Greatness. Time you opened up your eyes, you were courageous. If only they could see you going through your paces. It's amazing Weightless No matter what people say You're full of greatness Time you open up your eyes You walk away Just If only they can see it Going through your paces It's amazing Weightless Time you opened up your eyes, you were courageous If only they could see you going through your paces It's amazing